Good morning. It is so good to be with you on Father's Day. And look, I made it. It only took having a second child and I'm finally qualified to speak on Father's Day. Uh, so to all the fathers out there, happy Father's Day. Um, I was, as I was reflecting on Father's Day and thinking about what I would share with you this morning, I, uh, I reflected on the fathers of this house, of Gateway, that have brought me to where I am. I've been a Gateway for over 25 years now, um, which is, you know, a lifetime for a lot of people. Um, and uh, there's just been a lot of people who have influenced my journey and been really important in that journey. Like I'm calling them fathers of the house. And so I want to tell you some of the memorable moments that may or may not have been seen by everybody or by the right people, but the memorable moments that made a difference to me. Uh, and you know, the earliest, from the earliest, earliest memory I have, uh, and for those of you who grew up in church, you might have some sort of uh, understanding of this, was that my mum used to come to church an hour early every Sunday because she was on the prayer team that would pray before church. And of course, that meant I had to come along. And my best friend's mum came along for prayer as well. So me and my best friend, we would just like run amok. This is when we were in a high school and we would just explore the whole school. Um, and I also remember we used to uh, sit on the gate at the front of the school and kind of swing on this gate, which we probably weren't supposed to do. Uh, and we would like sort of close the gate and open it whenever a car came. We're young. We're in primary school here. This is kind of what was fun. And, and obviously there were these car parkers getting the, the car park prep. We love our car parkers here in person at Gateway, making it as easy as possible when we arrive. And, um, you know, looking back, I think these car parkers, they could have really easily just been annoyed at us for what we were doing. Uh, but that's not what they were. Instead, they somewhat selfishly co-opted us and kind of did this deal with us. And it was like, okay, well, you boys, you go around and you take the tea and coffee orders for everybody who's in the car park at the moment. Go to the tea and coffee people who are also in the middle of setting up, get all the teas and coffees, bring them back to all the car parkers. And then the tea and coffee people, they would especially make up Milo's for me and my best friend once we'd finished getting everybody tea and coffee. And Milo wasn't available until after the service for all the normal kids. So that was really special. But looking back, I just think, um, although maybe there was, you know, some selfish interest in getting a coffee involved, I look back and I see how they invited us into serving. They found a way to involve us in what was going on around the church, even when we were just kids running around the car park. Uh, you know, and my dad served on the tech team. For those of you who don't know, I'm uh, the king nerd here at Gateway. Um, and uh, I had a similar experience in joining the tech team. You know, it started out as a kid, I wanted to do what my dad was doing, you know. I think it was about nine or ten when I started rolling cables on the stage after church. Uh, in fact, a rule was made, uh, I think, pretty much just for me. I don't think we've ever had to enforce it ever again, which was that you couldn't officially join the tech team until you were in high school. Uh, I think my mum might have been pulling the strings behind the, uh, behind the scenes to make that rule get made. Um... But, you know, in joining the tech team, I found these people who, although I was just a kid, they, they kind of, I, I, this phrase held space comes to mind. They held space for me. They welcomed me into this team that was full of adults and they said, we have a place for you. If you're interested, if you're interested in putting the work in, we can teach you about how all this technology 
works. And you know, later on stuff happened with our family and, and dad was working nights and mum ended up moving church. And you know, the tech team was really this, this place that kept me rooted at Gateway and kept me around. I remember some of the fathers of this house making exceptions for me, not just making rules, making exceptions for me as well. You know, I was actually a pretty quiet, kind of shy kid. Um, I never really came along to Gateway Youth because it was too scary. There was too, it was smaller than it was now. It was still too scary for me. Um, and, you know, Josh Burgess always tried to get me along and I he made a deal with me. I went once and never went back. Um, but, uh, you know, I was kind of interested and people wanted to get me along to camp. No fear. Woo! People wanted to get me along to camp, but I was a little bit sort of stressed out about getting along. And I remember this exception being made where I was invited to come on the tech team at camp, even though I was still in high school. We had this kind of soft rule, which we still kind of have, but we make exceptions sometimes that youth just attend camp. They don't serve. But there were fathers of the house who looked at me and what I was like and saw that the value for me at camp was to be able to serve. Similarly, uh, at Gateway, we used to attend a conference in Sydney. If you know, you know. Uh, and it was sort of like church camp. Everybody would go. And again, the stuff had happened in our, in our family and with work and these sorts of things happened. Um, and, uh, you know, we could never get along. And I remember a father of the house, a family, who made the sacrifice to pay for me to go to this conference and took me and looked after me and made sure I was fed. And, you know, these kinds of things just made such a big difference. Those exceptions, those, you know, stepping out of their comfort zone just made a big difference to me. I remember doing long hours at camp, working on productions, but I remember laughing lots with the team as well, being invited in, having a place to belong, being valued for who I was and what my nerdy interests were. I remember seeing and hearing about respect for each other, for each other's opinions, for the work that people have been putting into different things. I remember seeing and hearing about honouring leadership and learning how to lead well, but also how to follow well. I remember hearing and seeing people who showed me what generosity looked like in time, talent, and their treasure. You know, we were there doing long hours. There were people who did production stuff for a job, who were bringing their talents to the table. And there were people who were bringing their treasure, both generally, but also specifically to grow and resource the production area of Gateway. I remember the most important piece of advice being given to me that floats around Gateway, and I'm pretty sure I took, took it on, which was don't marry a dud. <laughs> and I saw and heard people encouraging me to make God my number one priority for real. And I saw and heard them doing that. You know, this is just a portion. These are just a few memories of what I saw and heard growing up here. And most of it did not come from behind a camera on Sunday morning or Friday night. It came from the fathers of this house making this church, and by extension, the capital C church, a priority. 
And that stuck with me. I would say, and this is personal, not theological per se, I would say that my faith was formed by seeing how the people of God made up the church and then set into motion by meeting Jesus. It's like the people around me who I saw doing all these things and who invited me in, they set the coals, they collected the kindling, they placed the logs. And then when I connected with Jesus personally, that all burst into flame. Doing this, playing your part in the living church is a sacrifice. But dads, even though I'm only a trainee dad, let me speak from my 15 plus years in youth ministry. This sacrifice is worth it. It will impact not only your kids, but many more. My journey with church, with Jesus, it started with my parents. I was here because they were praying. I was here because they were serving. But many others have played and continue to play really important parts. For some people, what I'm about to say is one of the most difficult things Jesus taught. So don't shoot the messenger. Success from Jesus' perspective, life success, doesn't come from your bank account, your job title, your relationship status, your popularity, your likes, your followers, your property portfolio, or even how well your kids are doing. Your success is defined by how you follow Jesus and point others towards him. In Matthew, we have this recording of what Jesus said to some disciples one day. He said, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? The one common thread in all the church memories I've shared today is that I have been around people who have given up their own way and showed me what it looks like to do that by the example they set. Who've shown me what it looks like to let go of my life and to make Jesus number one. We all have the opportunity and responsibility to be fathers of this house because it's Father's Day, but otherwise mothers, sisters and brothers of this house. <laughs> yes, to our children, if we have them, but also as a part of this whole crazy family of God. Be encouraged. This is like a Christian superpower. We all get to play a part in God's plan A for the world. Maybe you haven't yet taken up the opportunity and responsibility to play a part in this family fully, or maybe at all. And you don't have to do everything all at once. Giving up your whole life for Jesus is a big call, and most of us are on a journey of doing that. But if you feel challenged by Jesus' words this morning, then what is something you can do this week to continue the journey of becoming a part of this family? It can be as simple as writing an encouragement. Look at joining a team. Start giving financially. Find a life group. Sign up for Camp No Fear. Woo! And invite some teenagers along too. Offer to help with some maintenance around the building. You too can be a father or mother or brother or sister in this house. 
But let me end on a thank you from me, but also on behalf of those who grew up in a place like this or are growing up in a place like this or like my kids will grow up in a place like this. Thank you to the fathers of this house. The literal fathers who set the biggest examples in homes during the week. The fathers who serve and teach others to serve. The fathers who give and enable ministry to happen in this place. The fathers who encourage and cheer us on. The fathers who lead and bear the corresponding weight of responsibility. The fathers who bring laughter because sometimes we need a good laugh. The fathers who cry because sometimes we just need to cry. And the fathers who give up their lives so that others might gain.